Well, Satara, we are in the midst of a very important holiday time for Asians all over the world, and it's called the Mid-Autumn Festival. And this festival, based on the lunar calendar, and it's honoring the harvest season. And this is the time when families gather and they eat mooncakes. So traditionally, they're these round cake-like cookies that they... That are like your favorite. Yeah, they're very good because they put that red bean, azuki bean paste inside. It's very yummy. And it's a time to be grateful for things of, you know, that we're harvesting, that we have fulfilled in our lives. But it's a time when really the people get together to, to be grateful for family gatherings, which, as you know, in today's climate of COVID, it's been hard for families to gather for almost two years now. Yeah, and the reason why it's the Mid-Autumn Festival, which might be confusing to some listeners, because we are here in the Northern Hemisphere transitioning into fall. In fact, the equinox is on the 22nd of September this year. But the reason it's the Mid-Autumn Festival is because, as Salvador mentioned, we are doing this holiday during using the lunar calendar. So according to the lunar calendar, autumn already began back in August. So it's already halfway through the season, and there's now a time of festivity, now a time of harvesting. And it's a really important time of the year to also set new intentions. So the moon is kind of revered in this way as a way of being able to cultivate new things in your life, to let go of the past, but also to bring more prosperity for the future that lies ahead. Welcome to the Natural Healing Podcast, the show designed to guide, inspire, and empower you to elevate your health so you can achieve your goals and dreams. We are your hosts, Dr. Satara Moafi and Salvador Cephalou, a husband and wife team of acupuncturists and owners of a Center for Natural Healing, an integrative wellness clinic based in the heart of Silicon Valley. We're here to make the ancient wisdom of healing practical and accessible for your modern lifestyle. In this time of year, September 19th to the 22nd, is a time where, as I said, they they honor the full moon. And if you look at the full moon, it's often said that there's a rabbit there on the face of the moon. And traditional story says there's a fair maiden with that rabbit. And so this is also a time where they make wishes for their future. So it does fit right into what you're talking about there. It does get confusing because it's near the the fall equinox. And that's based on the solar calendar. And the solar calendar has, well, it's been really complicated. The calendars throughout Asian history or specifically Chinese history, because they had lunar calendar, then they used solar calendar, a lunar solar calendar. And they had the five element, the Wuxing calendar. So they divided 365 days into five 73-day periods. And today, in a more modern perspective, we look at that five-element period 
divided really by the equinoxes and the solstices. So we make it quarterly. And then we say those transitions between those quarters is governed by the doyo period, which is the earth element. So that's how the earth is the fifth element based on that solar calendar. Historically, there was that doyo period was 18 days before the solstice or equinox. Some say it's nine days before, nine days after. And ultimately, what we need to learn from this is during these transitional periods, and even any transitional period that we're going through, whether we're changing jobs or relationships, we need to really support our health or transition from a state of ill health to good health. We have to support our earth element, which is our spleen and our stomach and our in particular, our digestive system and elimination. Yeah, earth is all about your gut health. That's what creates the foundation for every aspect of health in your body. So when we're talking about the immune system and how important it is in terms of protecting yourself from COVID in the climate that we're in right now, the foundation of your immune system lies in your gut. About 70% of your immune system is rooted in the digestive system. So we have to make sure that you have healthy digestion, healthy elimination, and that comes through eating well, through sleeping well, through making sure that you have a calm nervous system. All of those play a role in the health of your digestion. And what could really impair these systems in terms of Chinese medicine is what we call dampness and heat in particular. Sometimes you could say it's cold, so a person just doesn't have enough stomach fire, which often happens as people get older. They don't have enough stomach acid to really break things down properly or enzyme activity. They call it you know, pancreatic insufficiency. So that's why taking digestive enzymes with meals is really important. And in terms of dampness, that's where you really want to control the uh, microbiome, the health of your healthy bacteria and control, you know, fungal overgrowth like candida through having a, a healthy uh, microbiome, taking good probiotic. And also really make, essential. making sure that you're avoiding eating what we keep coming back to over and over again, making sure that you're not eating a lot of sugar because sugar is a major culprit for the accumulation of dampness in the body that can re- lead to the proliferation of a, many, many illnesses. Yeah, dampness and heat, right? Because it's it's such an inflammatory, can't even call it a food. Because as one of our guests said in the past, you know, today it would maybe be considered a a toxin, actually, because sugar is so harsh on the body. So yeah, you could take all the uh, good probiotics you want. And if you're not eating well, then you're just counteracting it all and still creating a toxic terrain. And in terms of the five elements, this earth element and these organs related to it, the spleen and the stomach, are the mother of the lungs. So you can see, especially at this time, how supporting a healthy gut is going to help support a healthy respiratory system, which will give us a healthy immunity. It's the foundation, really, for our immune system. In fact, they say it's the stomach's yin, the fluids generated by the stomach, that goes up into the lungs to combine with the gu qi to create the wei qi, 
which is our immunity. Yeah, and the Wei Qi circulates on the exterior of your body. It's a form of energy during the day. And then at night, that Wei Qi actually homes into your kidneys and it goes back deep into the depths of your body to help you have deep restful sleep. So having healthy immunity also means that, well, it means two things. It means that you're protected from external pathogenic factors like colds, flus, allergies, but it also means that you're able to have regenerative rest, that you're able to sleep deeply so that you can come out into the world feeling less vulnerable, feeling like you're able to protect yourself from the outside world, feeling like you can be a part of the world, but also that you're able to be able to live with the rhythms and biorhythms of your life, to have the melatonin kick in so that you can go to sleep at night. Because now and more research is showing that melatonin or the majority of your melatonin production is actually in the gut, not in the brain. In fact, your gut produces 400 times more melatonin than what's found in your pineal gland in the brain. So that just goes to show the importance of your gut health for melatonin production and for sleep. So your gut health is going to determine both your ability to be on guard and protect yourself from the environment during the day, but also to be able to have deep restful sleep when you go to bed at night. They're even finding the melatonin implications of melatonin to help with uh, recovering from COVID. So That's it's, right. it's really a quite, quite a profound hormone. And it's an interesting concept, this idea of the way chi as it circulates on the exterior of our body during the day, it gives us our protection, like you said, it's our defensive chi. And then at night it circulates internally. So we have protection internally and we could feel secure at night as well. Right. Rather than like having anxious sleep where you're waking up all the time and having dreams and feeling like you can't go down into a deep rest because you're afraid of what's going to happen if you do. That's that feeling. And when your weight is strong, you're able to just kind of let the outside world go for that period as your weight chi circulates interior of the body and lets you regenerate. As we've all experienced you know, during the fall season, we, as just as we see the, the leaves dry up and fall off, we also notice that we also get drier. Air gets drier, skin gets drier, start needing to have lip balm and you know more lotion on our skin. And the lungs need moisture. They're very vulnerable to dryness. And so one way to maintain the health of our respiratory system is to make sure that we're getting enough hydration. And it's not just through, uh, through drinking water, which you know a lot of people are really aware of doing that, but is to have a diet that is, has a lot of moisture. It's not too dry, not too much cookies and crackers and chips and breads, baked goods, all this, even barbecue, because, you know, in the summer, people are doing so much barbecuing, you know, it creates a lot of heat inside. And that's a good point, because I think a lot of people don't realize that the way you prepare your food impacts the way that your body processes your food. So if you're like steaming or boiling your foods, that would be using more fluids. And so that would be more nourishing and more hydrating for your body. Whereas if you're barbecuing or baking or frying food, that creates more heat and more dryness, which then when taken internally, those foods, they will also generate more dryness in your body. Yeah, in our culture, 
I mean, heck, growing up, it's like we have dry cereal, you right. know? And uh, wheat is a very drying grain. And let's not even talk about how wheat is harvested and, you know, it just becomes a, a toxic, poisonous food in, in, uh, in the United States. But, you know, in the Asian cultures, they'll, they'll often have porridge, you know, they'll have congee in the morning, in addition to other things, but they have that moistening, you know, food to uh, stimulate their stomach yin and generate the fluids, which supports the lungs. So these are just part of their traditions. It's becoming more common here because people are having more oatmeal because they know oatmeal is good for their cardiovascular health. And oatmeal is a more moistening grain than wheat, and that's for sure. Yeah, if you want to think about the moistening grains, you want to think of rice, millet, oats. Those are all very moistening. And wheat, as Salvador mentioned, is probably the most drying of all the grains. So if you tend to have issues with your skin or dryness, or you even if you have gut health issues that, that are kind of abstract, you're not really sure where they're coming from, or that you experience a lot of bloating or indigestion, I always recommend one of the first foods to cut out of your diet is wheat and gluten, and then to see how that changes the health of your digestion. Another important consideration when you're wanting to hydrate the lungs is to eat fruit. But of course, because fruit can be too sweet, it can also generate a lot of dampness. So one category of fruit that would be really good to hydrate the lungs without producing phlegm or dampness would be compact fruits like apples, pears, and Asian pears. And when you think about these fruits, you'll notice that they are crisp, that they are light, but they're also very moist. So that moisture is going to help to nourish the lung yin, which is going to help to build the strength of your immune system. And your digestive system is the root of your immune system. It provides the foundation for healthy immunity. So you need to pay attention to both the foods you eat, but also how you're digesting those foods and making sure that you're taking probiotics, that you have good enzyme production in your gut so you can take digestive enzymes. So that when you take in the foods, you actually get the full benefit through proper nutrition. Now, other foods that are really beneficial for the lungs would include tubers and root vegetables. And part of the reason for that is because, as Salvador mentioned, the spleen and stomach, which are part of the earth element, are considered to be the mother of the metal element, which includes the organ systems of the lungs, the large intestine, and also the skin. That's why... During the fall season, which is related to the metal element, you can have a greater tendency to have skin issues like eczema, psoriasis, or just dry skin in general. So you want to make sure to moisten the lungs and moisten the intestines so that you can keep your skin from getting too dry. And part of the process of doing that has to do with making sure that you're nurturing your earth energy so that the earth energy can also take care of the metal energy, the lungs. So eating a lot of root vegetables and tubers helps to strengthen the spleen and stomach, which then allows the spleen and stomach to better support your lung health. Another aspect of our respiratory health that I wanted to bring up, which is really fundamental, has to do with our functional anatomy. So you could eat well, but you might have some blockages uh, on a musculoskeletal level that is interfering with how the organs are functioning. In episode 27 of our podcast, I actually discussed my own personal health crisis, uh, which had to do with my heart and my respiratory system, because I 
had shortness of breath, as well as had kind of a constant heart constriction pressure in my chest. This lasted weeks. And along with that pattern was uh, pain that radiated up into my neck, like through my sternocleidomastoid muscle, and then it radiated into my arm later on. But the way this I was able to resolve this condition was when I started to really release what we call these um, ancestral sinews. And these ancestral sinews I talk about in a blog article. It's about restoring movement to restore your health. And actually, I refer to them, I don't even think I called it ancestral sinews in the article. We, we talk about it in terms of the four rings. So we have these uh, areas that get, could easily get too constricted in our body. So the first ring would be around the occipital area, the base of our head, and around like under the jaw where there's a little bone called the hyoid bone. And then you have a ring around the collar. So around your clavicle, that's another area. Scaling muscles, the sternocleidomastoid muscles, uh, the trapezius muscles control the constriction of that area. The third ring would be the ring around your lower sternum and rib cage. So that's going to be controlled by your diaphragm, the diaphragmatic muscle. And then the fourth ring is the pelvic region, and that's going to be influenced and controlled by your abdominal muscles, uh, the muscles along your spine called the paravertebral muscles. And then this core muscle that we've talked about in the past called the psoas muscle, the P-S-O-A-S muscle. And these muscles, we could really, it's very common, uh, develop chronic contracture and tension patterns. And if it gets too bad, you can have dysfunction of your organ system. So when your lower pelvis gets too constricted, you could develop pelvic pain, but you also could start developing a congestion in those organs down there so it can impact your genitourinary system. Now, when the diaphragm is too tight, that's not only going to impact your respiratory system, as you can imagine, you can't breathe deeply. But as I experienced, uh, when I had a lot of diaphragmatic constriction, it, it was impacting my heart. So I had a lot of discomfort in my chest. And then when the diaphragm is too tight, you're not going to digest well. You know, food from the esophagus is not going to move well into your stomach. You're not going to get good movement from your stomach into your small intestine. So you're just going to get a lot of, you know, bloating, uh, discomfort. You could, a, per, a person could experience like reflux symptoms, you know, where they get heartburn. And so the diaphragm is really key. I mean, it's really dividing the upper and lower torso. The second area I talked about was the, the ring around the collar. So clavicular tension. Now, when my heart pain started, I was getting this radiation into my neck and into the, into the back clavicular, I mean, the back scapular area. And so I started to clear that with essential oils. And I, and I remember using a, Moroccan thyme. It was really kind of amazing. And this oil really had a great effect. It was like an analgesic effect. Uh, it's also very good for your immunity. So I was kind of using it to kind of support me in all these areas. But that was the first thing that I really worked on to help get my chest to release. But after that, and that released rather quickly, I remember it was just really a couple of applications. And I used a host of, uh, of essential oils some of the main ones are peppermint, rosewood, the one from India, not Brazil. The Brazilian rosewood is endangered. Rosewood is really good to relax the chi, help smooth the flow, help relax the liver and your nervous system. It has an analgesic effect. 
And that's when I really started to feel things open up when I was rubbing that through my sternum. And that really started to get the pattern to release. And then the first ring that I talked about, this ring around the occipital region, so the base of your occiput, all the way under your jaw, around what they call the hyoid bone. And you could talk about the TMJ, the temporal mandibular joint. These are all really important areas that need to be released whenever there's a lot of pressure, excessive pressure, and we call that wind. So when there's a lot of wind, you got to release these areas. And then especially those points in the back of the head, because we call those window points. So you got to open the windows. And then there's this very important point, triple heater 16 behind the sternocleidomastoid. And this point classically is called the celestial window. And we've been taught that using this point actually helps open all the window points around the head and in the neck region. And so this really helps with releasing internal pressure anywhere in the body. So it helps release the wind. So these are key areas. And if any of these rings and these major muscle areas that we call the sinews, these ancestral sinews, which I'll repeat here real briefly, the sternocleidomastoid in particular, the diaphragm muscle, the abdominal uh, rectus, the psoas muscle, the paravertebral muscles. So if any of these have a lot of chronic constriction, it's going to impair the function of the internal organ system. So these areas need to be free and flexible and functional to really have optimal health. So you could be, you could be having a great diet, but if you're bound up with your sinews, your health is going to be bound up as well. That's a really good point. And that's why it relates back also to what we mentioned earlier about how food is not the most important thing. It's how you digest food. And functionally, when your body is not working optimally, then that digestion is going to be impeded. So you could be eating the best foods possible. And if you're not digesting those foods, then you're not getting nutrition from them. Yeah. And and this is why, you know, acupuncture and different forms of body work and chiropractic work are really critical because you got to have your structure free and and mobile, flexible, and your, your muscles. I mean, you could tell, I mean, we have in Chinese medicine, we, we have all these points along the spine that correspond to uh, all the major organ systems. And you can see where there's a lot of muscular tension, those organ systems are under stress. And a lot of that muscular tension comes unconsciously or through patterns that have developed through our past, through trauma, like we talked about with Denise Alberto in a previous episode, I believe that was episode 29, about how freeing your body is what helps you free that trauma. That's why you have to work with yourself on this level. You can't think yourself out of this pain and this dysfunction. You have to physically manipulate it. And that's why it always helps to work with a professional healthcare practitioner to do that. So let's summarize the takeaways for today's episode. Well, first we talked about the lungs and how the respiratory system and your lung health is so important to have a strong immune system and how, especially during the fall transition, you want to pay attention to this, but really during any transition that you're going through in your life. If you're going through a divorce or moving into a new home or going through a remodel or you have just sent your kids off to college, this is a time to really pay attention to the health of your immune system. And some of the ways that you can do that is first by making sure that you're eating 
enough foods that are hydrating to the body. So not just drinking water, but also making sure that you're incorporating soups and stews and porridge and, you know, moistening grains. Also paying attention to how you cook your food, making sure that you're doing less baking, frying and barbecuing and more steaming, boiling of your foods. And then we also want to be careful that we don't have too much moisture from damp foods. So too much dairy, too much cheese types of uh, food, and then sugar is very dampening. So this is going to create phlegm. So if you're getting phlegmy, you got to start watching out for the foods that we consider to be too sweet. Some other hydrating foods and also foods that help to nourish the earth system are also important, like the root vegetables, like sweet potatoes, rutabaga, parsnips, those are really going to be, and you see those, you know, more prevalent during the fall season as well, but also compact fruits like pears and apple pears and even apples themselves help to hydrate the lungs. And then one of my favorite uh, food groups to support the earth element are the squashes, you know, for, for the fall, you could think of like butternut squash soup, but there's just a whole host of uh, good squashes out there that you can use to, uh, to nurture your earth element. And the other essential thing that we brought up was how we need to make sure our body is loose and functional so she can circulate and we don't have a lot of constriction uh, in these, these four major rings that I described earlier. So, you know, you could make sure, and really on a daily basis, because we're getting, you know, we have stress of any, even, you know, positive stress as you get with exercise. You know, you need to stretch and, and stay flexible, you know, so doing yoga and qigong and these types of uh, practices are really important. But then get, get yourself some body work. Uh, acupuncture is how we do it. Uh, cranial sacral really works on the deep levels, even though it seems very superficial and gentle. You could do deep tissue if you really have a lot of dense muscle. That's what is effective. If you tend to be more delicate constitution, I generally don't recommend the deep types of tissue work. I generally like the the gentler therapies. Uh, chiropractic is important to make sure your spine is, is free and in balance. So these are critical things if you want to have a healthy body. Uh, functionally. Also make sure to include some links to a couple of yoga and qigong practices that can help you release these areas of your body as well. Now we want to hear from you. Visit acenterfornaturalhealing.com forward slash fall immunity and let us know in the comments what you found most helpful about this episode. And if you haven't already done so, please follow us on Spotify and rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts so that we can share more of these insights with people just like you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Natural Healing Podcast. We certainly look forward to next time. Bye.